true believers to another exciting episode of the Not Funny Guys presents Off the Reels, the internet's number one podcast on public library recommendations on alternate realities and men's fashion, particularly men's jewelry. This is The Real, episode 79, and today we're excited to talk to you, the listener, and those who can hear me outside my office window about the MCU's What If and Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. We are your favorite ne'er-do-wells, the Not Funny Guys. I'm your host, Casey. What if I never liked comics, Franklin? And I'm joined by my two co-hosts, the other members of the Not Funny Guys, Dr. John, what if I wasn't a cynic Evans? And Eric, what if he was a massive Disney fan line barger? With all that out of the way, We'd like to remind you that it's spooky season. So go out and watch your spooky movies. And also, we're getting ready for Extra Life. If you want to find us on Extra Life, just look up the Not Funny Guys on extralife.com and you can donate to us as we raise money for Children's Hospital and as part of the Children's Miracle Network. Now, I'd also like to remind you that if it doesn't say Not Funny Guys, then it's probably not us. And with all that said, I'd like to welcome both of you. Gentlemen, say hello. Do we do we have to be our extra live selves for the whole podcast? Like yes, is that, you are we do. like are we like in, in an episode right now? Yeah, everything. No, you no, have to no, do just, it all. Just keep rolling. <laughs> so how was how was everything? How was y'all's week? Oh uh, yeah. Yeah, it was all right. Nice. I, I guess you um you clearly lost at trivia because you don't even want to say anything about your week. What no, so, yes. so there was no trivia this week, technically. Um, the trivia is paused, so to speak, because it goes in seasons. So there's a two-week break in between seasons. I believe we start the next season when I am in Germany. So I will probably miss the first two weeks of games. Nice. Um, but yeah, so I think we came in pretty well in the finals. But I don't know that we held on to our title in the... Um, in the finals of the last season, I was actually sick. Uh, that was all last weekend. So it's all because of you that your team lost. If you're it, a member of Eric's team, write in and let us know what you guys actually came in. Hurry, Allison. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> John, how was your week? It was okay. So, so. Right. Sat, as exciting as hey, ever. I sat, I sat in some really dumb meetings. The life oh. of a teacher. I thought Excitement. you were gonna go like somewhere different. Like I sat in some gum, or I sat in someone's <laughs> milkshake on the on the on the subway. That wasn't milkshake. <laughs> what did it be like? I sat in someone's milkshake. It was in their yard. I couldn't help it, but I sat there. It brought me there. <laughs> I was walking down the street, and it said, "Hey, come here. I'm a milkshake." And it was like, "Man, this is better than yours." I don't even know who I was talking to. <laughs> Oh, John, you shouldn't uh, have said it that punchy, punchy, punchy. <laughs> it, would, it would have been better if he didn't say it. <laughs> Glad he's not a cynic anymore. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know. My we week love was... you, John. Hard. <laughs> yes, I know. My, my, week was, uh, my week was all right. Uh, I had a child with pink eye, so yeah, that's always enjoyable. And uh, it was the milkshakes. It was all the milkshakes. <laughs> and don't get them in your eye either. My milkshakes. Sorry, all right. I, <laughs> I uh I went and saw 
um exorcist the believer uh last Ooh. night and it was you know it was it was fair enough i didn't it regret seeing it it was a movie it was it was it was a it was, it was out of something a, you watched yeah. <laughs> if it was out of two hours it was a three out of five or five out of ten however you will look at it it was just it was meh it it made me forget about the day, which was three nice. out of five is better than five out of ten. I just want to make sure that that's clear. <laughs> We're talking sixty percent versus fifty percent. There's a big difference in a in accounting right there. At some point in time, I should tell you about the story of what happened during that movie about a cell phone and how they can get broken. Oh shit! Uh, but we can talk about that <laughs> off the air. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to spoil a tiny <laughs> little bit of stuff for you all. Um, we are going to actually record this episode a little bit early to accommodate um, oh. Eric's schedule. Don't show the sausage. I just want to be up front because if late breaking news there happens, are things that happens. yeah, if late breaking news Charles happens, we're Ford not going to die today. <laughs> no. Do you want to do a quick prediction? Do you want to do an us geekly prediction of what you think is going to happen while you're gone? Gerald Go for Ford it. was eaten by wolves. Oh my god! <laughs> oh, well, John, what's your late breaking prediction? We'll see if we're right in a couple weeks. Eric, Gerald Ford's already dead. You haven't seen that SNL skit, have you? Yeah, I know, but I don't care. <laughs> you know, I'm predicting that he's already dead. All right, so it's a good prediction. It's gonna happen. Dead. I am going to say as my prediction that the AMPTA are still. Not going to be done coming up with a contract for SAG. Okay. That's going to be my prediction. We're going to come back and the strike's still going to be going going on. So with that said, let's do a couple of quick little headlines for us geekly. Eric, I got a couple of quick little hits for oh, you. Wait, wait, wait. Can I make a prediction, actually? I don't yeah. know if, if it's already... Go John, ahead. you probably might know if this is already confirmed somewhere else. But if it, ha do we have a Super Bowl star for this year already confirmed? I thought we did. Oh, I don't remember. Isn't it Usher? He's, is on, it? he's on there somewhere. I think it's All right. Usher. Okay, so then I'm not going to make that prediction. Never mind. I'll stop. If, were you going to say Taylor Swift? Yeah. <laughs> A lot of people are thinking that if her uh, her uh, man's team makes it, that um, that they she could actually end up doing it. That's not how this works. They'll, they'll know well in advance before we know who makes it. I promise you, if she comes up last second says, I want to sing a song, the NFL has learned that she brings in money, and they will do it. Yeah, we know. Uh, so let's do a couple of quick little hits on the oh, news side. Sure. For sure. All right. All right. Um, hit number one. Um, go away, you stupid sure. thing. Um, Matt Shankman, Shankman, the director of WandaVision, who's also directing the Fantastic Four movie, says that the team has been cast, but we will not find out who they are until the SAG strike is over. So the Fantastic Four has been cast, and we just got to wait a tiny little bit to find out who they're going to be. So I'm excited for that. Um I don't know who Come it's going to be. Matt Smith is Mr. Fantastic. As long as Vanessa Kirby's in there, that's all that matters I to know. me. I, I feel I feel pretty confident that she is. I, I do too. It like would she be looks make perfectly. Adam she looks thing. perfect for it. Make Adam yeah. Driver the thing. Adam Driver is the thing. He would actually be an uh, interesting thing. He's got the. He's got that. He'd sort be of a good delivery that could do it. Yeah, be a good job. Uh, but I think that, that's kind of typecasting, though. I mean, come on, he's already Kylo yeah, Ren. Yeah, but why not? <laughs> I, I don't yeah, but know. Kylo Ren was like eh, up and down in terms of 
writing at least i still hold that i really want for doom to be michael fassbender that's who i really want to be that's who i really want as like a multiverse version of like his uh, x-men self or just completely recast well as far as we know that version of magneto is not coming in the rumors are all that it's going to be ian mckellen's magneto Hmm. will be showing up in the future so if they keep it just ian mckellen's magneto then let us just have Fastbender, and honestly, we don't need to see Fastbender's face. Let him actually I wear know, the damn mask. mask. For crying out loud, That's yeah. Fair. So, if yeah. you want some solid mask work, you really should try to find Hugo Weaving or Edward Norton, because those are two guys who can work behind a mask. Or Andy and Circus, will, and will not do MCU anymore. Andy Circus, we clearly don't need to see what he looks like. Well, and if it, but if they ever do a flashback of how he gets. Like it's the scar, mm. then we need to be able to see who it is. But to me, I just I really want Fastbender. I think he's the one that I that I want. If I didn't have Fastbender, I actually wouldn't mind um, Giancarlo Esposito. But I don't want there. I don't want it to I run into a risk. X. Yeah, I I don't know if I want him as X or not. I can't like I'm leaning more towards him as Professor X. I want him in the MCU, but I don't want him to be a villain. Because I don't want people to be like you, well, just, you just cast. You were pointing to Doom, weren't you? I. That's why I'm, I'm hesitant to say mm-hmm. I don't want him to be um, Doom, but I think he could do a good job. No matter what, he's going to do an amazing job. Um, sure. He's he's going to be amazing. So that is our quick hit number one. Our quick hit number two is this Taylor Swift thing just keeps on going. Um, you know, there's um she is she was spotted at a game the other day, um, a football game. Um American her, football. American football, where her maybe boyfriend, we don't know because no one will say was playing, and she rolled <laughs> up with um a couple of people. Sophie Turner was there with her mm-hmm. in her entourage. Mm-hmm. We had Blake Lively there. Longtime friend, I believe. I yep, longtime friend. friend. Hugh Jackman was there. Ooh. Ryan Reynolds was there. Ooh. And the director of Deadpool 3 was there. Leading Ooh. to more speculation that um Miss Swift might be in Deadpool 3, so we might actually get her as Dazzler, <laughs> which would be amazing. So I'm I'm all for uh, that. I don't know Dazzler? how you guys feel. Um she's a muse she's a singer in the marvel mutant universe whose powers is she can like make fireworks and we lights out of her fingers we got the of preferences of her in the dark phoenix movie and that was it yeah like she looks like taylor swift no she does she really does it's like perfectly cast we perfectly cast as that would be dazzler yeah like it would she would look i mean she this this is a picture of dazzler eric right there that is Dazzler. You're now showing him a picture of Dazzler. Look, Casey, down here. Yeah. There's one of Taylor Swift and Dazzler next to each other. Yeah. There, I think it's large that one. I think <laughs> it would be um it would be perfect, perfect and, casting if they do it. Yeah. And then right. you can get her to do something on the soundtrack. Actually, you know what? Here's here's what I want. If they put and then Travis in Kelsey's movie. in it somewhere. I mean, for no reason. For, for no, no reason. reason. <laughs> if if they put her in this, here's how I want it to be. I want it to be Deadpool goes to a con a Dazzler concert. And just like in Deadpool 2 had the um Celine Dion song at the beginning, mm-hmm. I want it to be a Taylor Swift song. I I worry, if I may be truthful, yeah. that 
if they're not careful, Deadpool 3 could veer the way of like Family Guy, where all of a sudden it's just like, ladies and gentlemen, Dazzler, you know, and it's like, and then it just cuts away for like a 10 minute like music video, essentially. Like they would like, oh, Bert Bacharach. I mean, that was obviously an Austin Powers thing, but you know, Family Guy would do it a lot where they just cut away for like four or five minutes. Well, like you ever seen the South Park episode where they make fun of how Family Guy was written? Yeah. Like two beluga yeah. whales pushing <laughs> ideas together, mm-hmm. <laughs> but that's why I'm like, I would love it to be dead. So that's my goes... worry is that they'll do something like that, and he'll just be like, ladies and gentlemen, he'll look at the can- like you know down the barrel, so to speak. I that, well, that's kind of what I want, but I, mm. that'd be the only time to do it. But I want it to be. I want it to be. Those... I want there to be a reason, not just a joke. Well, I my thought is he's looking for someone, and he goes into the concert, and she's performing. And then he's like, oh, my God, it's Dazzler. And the camera goes to her and the credits start to roll. But then he keeps popping into frame fighting whoever he's fighting. So it becomes a it's starting to be a music video, but then he keeps interrupting it constantly. And that's just how they do the credits to the movie. And then okay. at the end, either she saves the day or she gets killed or something. Whatever. Whoa, whoa, whoa you hear that, Swifties? But I mean, like whatever Deadpool no. does in that Deadpooly <laughs> way. Be careful. You be careful, good sir. Actually, you know, be great is at the end of it. He saves her and then she's like, let's go get coffee. And he's like, I like coffee. And then he looks at his uh, what's his um, what's his fiance's or his woman's name in um, Deadpool? Huh? Who's dead? No, she's not dead. Remember, he brings her back at the end of Deadpool 2. The time. The time thing. But what was her name? I can't remember. Whatever her name was. If he invites her to join Vanessa, Vanessa. No. Vanessa. 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 If he and if he invites Dazzler to join him and Vanessa, because it's an R-rated movie, <laughs> and then that's where that's I don't where know the that football will do that but, either. <laughs> but that's where the football player comes in and he tackles Deadpool, and then think, you just I see think, Vanessa and Dazzler walking off. I think you're going deep on this story. I think I think I, I think this, I love that this, Casey's this like one step away from walker. turning into a Pornhub video. I mean, <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm staying away from. But it's R-rated. Excuse me, Mr. Deadpool. I have this pizza that someone ordered. <laughs> I to point out, Deadpool 1 had a pegging scene. So. Yeah, but. Okay, fair. I'm not, I'm not, sh- I'm not saying show them. I'm just saying he uh, they offer. And then the football player tackles Deadpool. And then you just see Vanessa and Dazzler be like, all right, well, we're going. And they just walk off together. And that's just the bit. Okay, That's let's move going. on. Okay, we're done with your fantasy here. <laughs> just, I think that would be great. But what do you get? Do you think she's going to be in it? No. Based on all that, could they? Were they? Was she just massively trolling? I think she I think, walks through it best. She does nothing else. I think she's just living her life, and I think she finds the attention funny sometimes. So she doesn't turn it down. I do think she finds the attention funny. For sure. I mean, the woman is one of the best, like business women. Like she's just Truth. a genius, essentially, in terms of an entertainment, you know, sort of mindset. Mm-hmm. And she has no need to care about what anyone thinks of her anymore. Like yeah. she's fine for millennia. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, so like I just wrote down Casey's Taylor Swift fantasy in Deadpool three in my notes. 
Taylor Swift is so talented and smart that she essentially took all of her fucking albums that someone essentially stole from her, uh-huh. rewrote them, said that it's added the title my version them. to it. Yeah. Re-recorded it. Re-recorded. She, I believe she them. changed. She had. To, I yes. believe she legally had to make a change to every song. A sure, slight no, change. No, I think so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She re- and I mean, she took the time. I'm not saying she just yeah. went in and like, you know, added like ding, 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 ding. Yeah. You know, or anything <laughs> really like that. <laughs> <laughs> if every, if, if every Every song just ended with like check it off and then it ends and then you see ding 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 like every song just starts it off very quietly. It's very faint, but it's a if different. She, track she had a reason altogether. to if she had a reason to troll Vanilla Ice, that would be in there. It would be perfect. It'd be perfect. Uh, all right. Uh, all those, right. So those are on. those are our quick hits um, for the day. Took about five to ten minutes there. That's good. Quick yeah, hits. Sorry. It, it's, <laughs> no, it's pretty quick for us. If you haven't, right. you haven't heard our Godfather episode, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, go back and listen to the Godfather episode. All right, so I would like to um, send a shout out real fast to all of our French listeners, um, all of our lists, all of all, all of our listeners in France. Hey, um, Casey, we, yeah. where are they in France? That's what I was about to ask, oh. um, ladies and gentlemen. The pro the algorithm, um, the program, it tells us that you are in France, but we don't know where. And we've been running behind the scenes trying to figure out where we think you might be from. So write in at notfunnyguys.offthereels at gmail.com and let us know where you're actually at in France. We see that you're what or that you're listening. We just want to be able to say, hey, this is cool. We have listeners in, you know, whatever area. So please, uh, Write in and let us know. Um, same with other countries too. It doesn't always tell us. It tells us the U.S. where people are located, but not uh not where other countries are. So, thank you for um, all of our listeners in France, and also um, thank you to all of our listeners in Sweden and India and the U.K. We see you and we love you. We love each and every one of you. And to our listeners in the U.S., you're you're not unspecial. That's right. We see all of you, and um, we definitely appreciate you, and we love when you guys ride in. And we raise you 10. (laughs) We raise you 10. (laughs) All right. So, ladies and gentlemen, um, we've said it before, and I'll say it again. We're watching through all the MCU movies, and this week we are talking about What If Season 1 and Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. And with that, let's talk about What If from 2021. Um, this is a an episodic show that's loosely tied together in a fun way. We'll talk about it at the end. Yeah, it is directed by Brian Andrews. He actually directed all of it. AC Bradley is the head writer, and then um, the staff. I want to point out, by the way, hmm. this bullshit head writer thing that Marvel does infuriates me because they don't use the term um, showrunner. Because they're trying to get around paying people and giving them the full responsibility they're supposed to have. So they created a bullshit title called Head Writer to get around some of those things. So Marvel, shame on you. And I hope the WGA um, new contract makes you have to stop doing that. Yeah. Also, while I'm at it, stop with the bullshit of renaming shows to just cut people out of the pay they deserve. Sweet Life of Cody... And whatever, when they switched up to like Sweet Life of Cody on a boat, they should not have had all their contracts reset. Whoa, um, whoa. What? 
There goes all our sweet life in, of the Cody. Did you not? You know, did you not advertising? Know that? I don't care. <laughs> no, but they're, they're doing it with Daredevil. Okay. So well, Disney, after a certain amount of years, you're supposed to like give them an increase. So what Disney does, Nickelodeon did it too, but Disney was really bad about it. They would have a show, so like Sweet Life. After a couple of years, they renamed the show. They basically end the first one and rename the show something else, but continue on the storyline. That technically reset the contracts back to everyone's lowest base pay. So once they were about to get the pay raises again, you renamed the show again to whatever it is. So with Daredevil... And when they're doing this new show, the Netflix people who are basically all carrying over aren't going to get the what they should make pay-wise because it's a different show because it's going to have a new name. Marvel or Disney is notorious for doing it. Wow. Yeah. So um, shame on you for that. Anyway, AC Bradley, who is the showrunner of the show and staff, um, composer is Laura Karpman. Um, actors. All right. So I could go all day long listing actors from the show because a lot of people did, but what I'm going to do is different. I'm actually just going to name. So most of the actors return to do the voices. I'm going to name the people who didn't return because that's a very small list. Um, Chris Evans did not return to do his characters. Scarlett Johansson, Robert Downey Jr., Liv Tyler, William Hurt, Brie Larson, Jeff Bridges, Gwyneth Paltrow, Letitia Wright, Renee Russo, James Spader, and Zoe Zeldana did not return to play their characters but everyone else if they played them in the mcu returned um with red skull technically hugo weaving did not return but they're using the guy from endgame to do the voice so that's why um i didn't list hugo weaving um all right so with that there's nine episodes of this wonderful show i'm going to read off the titles of the nine episodes real quick and then we're just going to talk about them really fast so the first episode is What If? They're all What Ifs. So I'm just going to skip the What Ifs from here on out. <laughs> um, the first episode is Captain America Were the First Avenger. All right, I'm going to add back in the What Ifs. Um, episode two, <laughs> What Captain if? Carter was the first Avenger. Oh, sorry, Captain Carter. Sorry. You already um, got it all wrong. I know. It's, it's for, I just typed fast. What if T'Challa had become Star-Lord or become Star-Lord, technically? What if the world lost its mightiest heroes? Not even gonna tell you what my thing Avenger. changed it to. What if Doctor Strange lost his heart instead of his hands? Episode five. What if zombies? Episode six. What if Killmonger rescued Tony Stark? Episode seven. What if Thor were an only child? Episode eight. What if Ultron won? And episode nine. What if the Watcher broke his oath? So, um. Let's just talk about them. Um, we can start in order and just go through and do some quick hits on them. We don't. I don't think we need to necessarily do a full play-by-play um, on them on this particular one. So, what if um, Cap- or Captain Carter were the first Avenger? Um, I basically, like I like it because we get a call. We're going to get a callback in um, Doctor Strange: Multiverse of Madness. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I found it refreshing because I thought it kind of took the um, shall we say a D agency of uh Peggy Carter and made her the mm-hmm. focal point. Like yeah. You mm-hmm. can just tell it probably triggered some uh alpha males somewhere. Yeah. Well, I, 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 uh, real quick, I, I want to point out, I, I should have mentioned it if you if you're not familiar with what if the basic concept is what if one particular thing was different, went a different way, and then it altered everything else. So in this yes. particular one, what if Agent Carter didn't leave the room? 
where she did leave yeah. in Captain America. She so that's the basic in the premise machine of... in place of Steve yeah. because it has to be executed right yeah. then and there. Butterfly right. effect in the MCU. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So Eric, what were you about to say before I cut you off? And I'm well, really I was just I mean, I was just commenting on on the uh, the Captain Carter um, show in general, as in like, I love Haley Atwell. I loved Agent Carter, the ABC show. It, I mm-hmm. think it's on Disney Plus now. Everyone should yep. watch it. Um, it It's so more of her. Yes, please. She's a badass. I think it's great to see her as a badass. I'd love to see this adapted into a show. But I I mean, there's not a ton more story to tell, but maybe there is at the same time. Um, I I love. Yeah, I, I liked it a lot. I did think that it felt like rushed to the point where at times it felt like some of the lines were a speed through you know, versus a, an acted version. You know, it was like, let's just get through the section. You get through the section. We got to get through these words, you know, and like. It, it just kind of moved through the story really quickly, which was almost kind of sad because it never really let us dive into her more. So I, I hope that there's an yeah, opportunity or another episode. Yeah. Well, yeah. We're getting, where we, we well, getting what, and I think she loves are. playing what the character. Are always like this. So. this is, this is a, this That's is indicative what of, what a, of a what if this is, you get like a, a like a, a snapshot view yeah, of another she, world. You're never going to get to unpack it. Really. You're, you're getting an indulgence. Yeah, a lot well, of I times mean, in the we what get more ifs, of her in the later episodes, and obviously yeah. that really rounds it out a lot. Well, a, a lot of times in the what ifs, a lot of the stories actually do feel very rushed, mm-hmm. and yeah. a lot yeah. of them actually first, first in, few especially. Yeah, a lot of them, and I'm talking about like the books too. Like the oh. books all feel yeah. rushed. This is very much like the books, and a lot of the books actually kind of end on a cliffhanger, where they're like, yeah. "All right, let's gather up to go stop." Loki, because he grabbed Thor's hammer first. Well, a lot of and these then, like, on cliffhangers. Yeah, and that, that's ex- that's how the, the books actually work. One so it's my, actually really faithful. One of my hmm. favorite actually is a, one of my favorite, and I think it's one of my favorite what ifs because of it. Uh, what if Iron Man sold out is one of the very few ones that I know of mm-hmm. that actually takes the uh, the issue to a full revel- resolution. Yeah, like It's just not about what if he sold it. It's like literally we see him sell out and then we jump straight into his con- the consequences of all of it. Yeah. To that end, are there any other what if kind of storylines referenced here? Like the idea of like Iron Man and I think it was Gamora or Iron Man out. Oh, there there is a whole other other episodes we didn't see. Yeah, there was so there's there's episodes coming, right? Season two. Well, I'm saying we we never got the Gamora episode. What was I say is they actually it wasn't gonna be those episodes. Like they weren't gonna split it. So they did one long season and then they split it after a bit they decided they weren't going to show them all so, so are we like going to get another gamora, nine or ten i don't remember how many it is in the second half but the gamora episode mm-hmm. we would have seen it was originally there where mm-hmm. we see like the tony in the suit um yeah. up there in space we were going to originally see that they oh, just okay. didn't so um, it will come back well do, will we come back to it i mean is there is there yes that is one that? of the episodes yeah okay we're gonna still get the ones they did because they already finished them it's just yeah. we're mm-hmm. not getting them all at this moment um all right um i want the last thing i want to say on this one um this particular one is i because this is the first one we saw we at d23 i got to see a clip of this one um the animation style at first was off-putting to me because it was a little uncanny valley and a little bit weird but mm. then I it grew. I grew to love it. I really enjoy the uh, the animation style. I have to say that T'Challa becoming a Star Lord one, the second episode was kind of a heartbreaker. Yes, because 
you knew that this that Chadwick Boseman had recorded this. Now it's not the last time we hear him. We will hear him at the end of the season, but it was and there was a dedication at the end. Mm-hmm. But I really like this episode just because of how much it changed or how much it was strange to see that um Yandu got the wrong location because yes. of the vibranium. Well, and his people are all and also the fact that T'Challa apparently talked Thanos out of his mission. Yes. (laughs) That was hilarious. Yes, I definitely agree. I my I love that they knew him. Maybe at the very beginning, when like in the original movie, Guardians of the Galaxy, like I'm Star Lord. Who? But this one, they're like, oh my god, it's Star Lord. Yeah. And they get so excited. Thank you for reading me up. You know know what (laughs) T'Challa's Star Lord is Taylor Swift in space. Yes, everybody he definitely loves him. is. Everybody loves him. <laughs> he's solving um, the he's making peace in the universe. Eric, for you, um, I am showing just some on the screen for just for you, um, mm-hmm. some what if issues so you can just see some of like the titles of stuff. Well, okay, yeah, they used mm-hmm. to be. Um, yeah, I love one of the things that I liked and the T'Challa one. I like that Howard comes back, uh, but I love that when they're fighting the collector and the collector brings down the thing. If you actually looked, I paused. He's got cap shield. He's got, um, uh, yeah. Korg's hands, which he actually uses Korg's hands. He's got Thor's hammer. He's got the, the dark elf dagger. He's got Hela's headpiece. Like, it's really cool. Like that one change, the collector took out all mm-hmm. those people. Yeah. I mean, it didn't tell her that he also had, um, with Thanos being not there, Collector steps in to fill in. Yes, sure. um, I also appreciate the end where Peter is uh working at the Dairy Queen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, that Dairy in Queen. Missouri, right? Wouldn't that I be? Think, yeah, in Missouri. And I also kudos for Kurt Russell for coming back to do that tiny little bit. Yeah, he didn't have to, but kudos to him. Yeah. Uh, ep- episode three. What if the world had lost its heroes? This one's a a weird, like sad episode. Well, it's it's sad yeah. because you're trying to figure out what the heck's going on. Yeah. And you're walking through moments of the MCU. You're walking mm-hmm. through scenes that are very familiar to the MCU, but it's interesting to sort of see what Nick Fury has to do. Yeah. <laughs> the the links that he's willing to go to, and then to find mm-hmm. out who the villain is. Yeah, and why? Find a, you know? And then also, once Nick Fury makes the decision to stop the villain, the consequence that that creates. Yeah. Oh yeah. So it it's it's really it's really fascinating. This that particular one. Um, I also like that we get to see Boy, incredible Hank Pym will go Hulk, dark if you but kill with his... uh, Mark Ruffalo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really nice to think that Hank Pym will go super dark if you uh, get his daughter killed in a shield mission. Yes. Yes, he will. Yep. Uh, Eric, can we get this one um, as a movie? What if Dazzler <laughs> becomes the Herald of Galactus? Wow. Well, that's 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 really what they're courting her for. Let's be honest. Exactly. Like, you don't even so. have to appear. It's just on screen. <laughs> yeah. It's just a voiceover for now. Now, I think the one of the ones that had the the I was super impressed with episode four and the ways Ab- that yeah. when when um what's her name? Christine. Christine dies. Yeah. And the links that Strange goes to, like, he is literally trying to undo a fixed point in time. Yeah. And this one destroying his own universe to do it. 
yeah creates like the the nexus event and he has to basically trap himself in or else everything shatters that's all that's left i mean all that's left of his universe is that little like thing where the watcher finds him after he won't help him which we actually they could easily put this strange into the MCU live action. I thought this was going to be the strange in Multiverse of Madness that he. I, a lot of people did, but they still can use that. Yes, they can. Since at the end of Multiverse of Madness, since he has to go off to stop, I forgot what they call it, the incursions. Yes, incursions. That could he couldn't have to get that strange to like help. When stop the Multiverse the of Madness trailer came out and we saw that doc, dark Doctor Strange, I thought, oh my god, are they literally yeah. pulling him in? And then I'm like, oh, okay, okay, okay. But you're right. He could still come back. And technically, he's still watching over what happens at the very end yep. of our two two little uh, antagonists going at each other. Yep. And one thing that's interesting on this, um, and we'll talk about it more in the next one, but watching Strange have to deal with his grief of losing Christine and the cho- those choices he makes. Yeah. Like, because grief will make you do crazy things and he just abuses all that power. Oh, yeah. To he goes constantly... and gathers all of it and then literally becomes a monster. Yeah. He becomes a monster to literally try to break time. Mm-hmm. Like, I just kept thinking, where's the point where Doctor Who shows up and just tells him to knock it off? Yeah. <laughs> like dude you can't do this um eric did anything you want to add on to that particular one nope it's a good one keep an eye out for a later god what if zombies what if zombies my favorite part about this is when what's his name um thanos's guy shows up and gets blasted in the head by zombie tony stark yeah or the fact that bruce banner gets back to earth (laughs) only to find out that there's been a zombie infection I love it's that. basically the start of um of of Infinity War. Yeah, yeah, but with it, zombies. it really is. It literally <laughs> drops you in. Except apparently Tony Stark, the zombie, doesn't really care about blowing someone's head off. Yeah, right? I I appreciate that it's Janet that causes the problem. Yes, the, that she the, comes well, back she with the quantum Hank. virus. Yeah, she bit Hank. They come back and then they literally attack everybody. Mm-hmm. And also, we get into some dark territory with Vision. Like oh, very, yeah. tw- you know what it was? It was very twenty eight days later. It is very well, influenced by 28 Days Later. Yeah, because sure. like we're in the city. We got to get to this military situation. Mm-hmm. There's a beacon. And of course, what's Vision doing but feeding Wanda? Yep. Like, Ugh. Yeah, it's, oh, it is, it's dark. Um, I'm it's curious. True to, love. Yeah, Vision apparently <laughs> did his morality circuit and ripped it out and was like, I'm curious to see what, because they they announced a Marvel Zombies it. TV show. I'm curious to see how they're going to do that TV show. I did like when Spider-Man got Cap- uh, Dr. Strange's cape. Yes, that was very fitting. Or when I they also, had Ant-Man's head. That's what I was saying. I was about to say the Futurama, the Futurama <laughs> Ant-Man's head. Yeah. I was like, I don't know how this is working, but I like it. And Paul Rudd is just like chewing the scenery. God, man. <laughs> He's bit. loving it. He uh, loves being a he's superhero. Are you kidding Oh yeah. yeah, he's like, I'll take the paycheck. I will take the paycheck. <laughs> he has a book, <laughs> yeah. as his character. You can out. buy that the book, book right, right now. now. I know yeah, you out. can buy the book. Um, Look at right, the little ap- guy. Episode six. What if Killmonger had rescued Tony Stark? Now this makes, like this makes Killmonger even more malevolently evil. Yeah, in a weird like calculating way. Yeah, 
this one to me is the most twilight zony yes because it like it's every like you that little change and how tony reacts and how he doesn't learn his lesson and then at the end of the day everything goes south and then it goes to that cliffhanger that i was talking about from the books where it's like oh and now we gotta we gotta stop him yeah but killmonger had the whole thing where it's like he plays the whole like do- the the tail wagging the dog thing mm-hmm. where he sets up an invasion so that he can play the hero. Yep. Um, and of course, we will see this catch up to him later on because this comes into play in the last episode. Yep. Uh, but well, we do get left with a cliffhanger there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Let's Thor, see. What if Thor <laughs> was the only child is a truly hilarious episode. Oh yeah, that's that's, that's just fun. One. Even Rachel liked it. <laughs> oh my gosh! Just watching his and then watching. She wasn't. She wasn't a fan of some of these early ones because they were like, "This is fucking dark." <laughs> a lot of them are because they my were Rachel was so interpretations. Eight. You know, my Rachel was the same when we first watched it when it originally came out. She's like, "These are dark." And I was like, "Oh yeah, I guess they kind of are." <laughs> yeah. And but what if got truly dark in the comics? There was oh, like yeah. a whole run mm. for like a year and a half where they turned all of them into like dark twisted tales what if we just killed everyone sadly (laughs) that's kind of what happened um but then there would always be like the weird silly ones like this um and i love that if he were an only child with like loki's what grounds him without loki he's it's just keggers 24 (laughs) 7 yeah but i also think like that was one of the things rachel liked she's like oh loki like tom hiddleston came back and did that loki too and like like, oh good on him like yeah he really likes playing Loki, as you can tell when when he does things like that. Well, I mean, even Jeff Goldblum returns. As yeah, Grandmaster. Oh, oh, what are we? We're taking oh, the uh, we're taking the scoot scoots. Yeah, <laughs> we're taking the scoot scoots. My favorite thing of this that one, one is, is like you know what that one is. That one is the classic like '80s movie. We're throwing a party behind our parents' back. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. that's what that is. Because then when his mom shows up, he's they're all pretending like they're having a lesson. Yeah. <laughs> My favorite bit is the whole like Darcy and Howard, where it's like, Do you want to get a drink? Yes, but this isn't a date. And the next thing you see, they're getting married. <laughs> more that's... Darcy. Every 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 uh, yes, Marvel can more have more Darcy. Darcy. I just want Darcy. I just want more Darcy and more uh Wongers and Madison. Yes. Yep. Oh yeah, yep. maybe Darcy and Wu will hook up, and then we can have an app. We can have a show of Darcy Ooh. and Wu and Wongers no. and Madison. No, they're a good. They're a good pairing. You can't have like you can't. Yeah, I don't that. That, don't, you don't want to put a relationship in that yeah, situation. Yeah, I, I don't agree with that one. Plus, they're I fine, only get the impression that Wu fine. is married. I get like a maybe. weird impression that he might already be married. Is that why he learned magic? Maybe. Got to impress right. the women. You know, got to impress. Got to impress the late ladies. Love close-up magic is what you're speaking saying. of. Dark though, talk about episode eight. Yeah, what if ultra? Well, sorry to lead into eight real fast. The end of seven. This is when the show breaks its format, mm-hmm. and at the end of seven, all of a sudden Ultron shows up with an yes. army yes. and opens we up the mask, why. and it's right. It's Vision, and you're like, well, that's a weird ending. And then the next week we get what if Ultron won and yes. you start to see how that came because it starts out as a prequel to what we just saw but then catches up that's by the way this and... episode is where you find out that Thanos is a chump yeah <laughs> this to me is where the writing really is some of the best of the show Well, because it's like okay so yeah. he gets his vision body he then kills all the Avengers except 
So he doesn't have to drop Sokovia because plan, plan A won, won out. Right. Mm-hmm. And so he launches the nukes and only Hawkeye and Scarlet Witch are on the Quinjet and don't and survive. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, Thanos shows up and he gets cut in half. And then he, thanks to him, he just got all the other gems. He's like, thanks, man. And I love so, how fast I'm, that I'm, is. I'm, like, yeah, it's no. like Thanos shows and then it's just like, who are you? Zip. <laughs> like, yeah, even Rachel's like, "Hot, ah, did you see that?" And I had to like rewind it. And then, of course, he away. decides he can't. He's his mission is not done just with Earth. He goes everywhere. He like he destroys ego. Yeah, he goes. Yeah, because he gets once he gets the stones, he realizes that like there's life out there. Yeah, and then he's like, "I got them all. Oh, this is great. I'm kind of sad though. Wait a minute, someone's watching me. Yes, mm-hmm. and then he becomes self aware of the multiverse." Yeah, Ooh. which is dangerous. Like, really oh my good. god! If if Ultron ever realized there was a multiverse, holy fuck! Yeah, we would would have been the worst. Uh, but I think this is this for me is like we get to see Ultron in like the truest form of what he was in the comic books. He's just like a parasite. He's just incinerating whole things. Yeah, and which I do. Just carrying out a program. It's like he's just carrying out the program. And speaking of the parasite, I love when. Nat and um, Hawkeye are trying to find a way to stop him. Oh, and, and of course, to go the, to Zola. And they they are like, mm-hmm. we got to find it. And then of course, Watcher's like about to break his like love his vow. Mm-hmm. He's like, just look in the box, just look in the box. Yeah, he's like, and then <laughs> and then when you is? see it's he's Zola, us. he's mm-hmm. us looking yeah. at yeah. things and going, look at the damn box, do it, just <laughs> just look if you just look. <laughs> and then when we find out what's in the box, it's like Zola, and you're like, well, how's that going? And then you're like, oh. It's gonna be a virus mm-hmm. that we're going for. It's it's a really it's a really clever plot twist. But if you start do. thinking ahead, you're like, well, how are they gonna make sure that he doesn't try to take over? Yeah, I know. You know? Well, I don't. That, think that's always that my far. thought too. Yeah, I don't think they were thinking, they were thinking that far ahead. It was mm-hmm. like, well, I think for them, it's more of like, yeah, we fought this guy before. Like he, yeah. we can it's stop. The devil him. you know. It's off. the devil right. you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like yeah. And then um, that leads into the final episode. What if the Watcher broke his vow? He kind of had to. I mean, he really wasn't yeah. left with a lot of options. He was getting so, attacked, you know. Mm-hmm. Based on the end of the episode, right? And I think uh-huh. it's Agent Carter who says it to him, like, "Oh, you saw everything," or yeah, was Cap- it? Or no, Cap- it was Strange, right? Doctor Strange was saying this. You knew everything. You knew ahead of times that the 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 failure of the first plan, the things like this, the the stones wouldn't work in the crusher, things like that. Yeah. He's like, you saw all of that. He's like, of course, you know, blah, blah, blah. All right, this was the only way. Yeah. And it reminded me a lot of like, A, it reminded me a lot of Strange's kind of moment in Infinity War where it's like, there's only one way out of a million some odd or you know, one million billion, whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then it also felt like maybe he did watch this the whole time. And then this story in this universe He's not only supposed to be a watcher, but a break the fourth wall, or essentially in terms of it, it screamed Nick. It's like Fury. the audience breaking Nick, the fourth it wall. Nick Fury you know? to me. It's like the guy who's like yeah, ten moves yeah. ahead. Yeah, you know, like a real like Nick Fury at his prime. Like he's a ten steps ahead. Like he knows that Killmonger was going to try and betray them and take the power, and then that could be pitted against Zola, Ultron, but you know, right. Like he definitely w- chose his team well. I was. Know? I feel like they he saves Killmonger. This... Remember, he gets yeah. Killmonger because he's saving him right before Shuri well, and them about him, to take. Basically. Yeah, 
Well, he basically like, yeah, he's like, yeah, no, you, this is your one Micro, chance out. A pocket universe. Well, that's not I feel... about Killmonger. He gets to Killmonger. He has to rescue him mm-hmm. from basically getting like a coup against him from her, from the cliffhanger from his episode where his lies wow. have caught yeah. up to him. And so they're on to him and he's like, oh, I got to get punch my ticket out of here. <laughs> you know, see ya. I feel they made the watcher more calculating in this show than he actually is in the books. No, he's a definitely got more of a hand on the wheel. Yeah, yeah but you've got Jeffrey Wright. Come on. Yeah, I know. You, you, <laughs> you got to use him. <laughs> you got Jeffrey Wright. You definitely got to use him. Like, you don't just be like, hey, here's Jeffrey Wright watching the shows with us. Yeah. <laughs> Which, speaking, of, speaking of Jeffrey Wright, Eric, this is what Watcher looks like. And the books. What, what was the Basically movie he was in with um, in the in the Stan Stanwatch uh, cameo? Wasn't there a Stanwatch where he was like, "I've got like this story and this story," and there were three uh, Guardians Two. Guardians Two. Thank it's you. Guardians yeah. of the Galaxy Two. But we don't actually see a Watcher because now we know what a Watcher looks like. We just saw other Watchers because <laughs> mm-hmm. there's a bunch of right, Watchers. But th- they didn't talk. Like this was the first time we've heard a Watcher. Right. Yes. 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 And they in the books, I don't think we ever see, we hear a watch who talks every now and then every now and then Watu has to break his vow because bad things happen hmm. um but i don't i can't recall ever hearing another watcher speak i feel like it's only ever a watu well you'll see him in the books every it's now like and the then cues. it's I, like you only really hear one cue talk you get the sense yeah. that um he's very powerful based on his oh, fights yeah oh yes he is redonkulously powerful <laughs> Mm-hmm. Like take on Galactus, sort of powerful, right? Um, he probably could if he wanted he did to. But inter- he did interfere in the comic books. Well, Galactus, Galactus made it made a quick appearance, right? When eating one of the universes in the episode nine. Right, is, a Gal- bite. is Galactus in episode nine? Yeah, I think so. When he's t- or episode nine or the second to last one, where you no, like, that's that's Ultron doing that. Yeah, I was gonna say no, no. Are you sure? It was Galactus. I'm All very right. confident. Let's go back and check that one. Um, where is I want to? If, if you I know what Eric the... is talking about, folks, write us, tell us. <laughs> yeah, write us and let us know. Um, Not funny there guys, is, uh, off the at gmail.com. I'm trying to see. There's a famous cover. I don't know if I can find. It. Oh, I don't see it. There's a famous cover, comedic cover, um, with the Watcher on it where it's like him in a dress like it's basically him with the Marilyn Monroe dress <laughs> and, um, um I'm trying to find the actual issue cover for you um real right, quick so... so what did you ultimate oh here it is what did you guys ultimately think of the um of what if and here it is real quick it is what if no <laughs> one was watching the watcher and it's just like Jesus. random little bits of weird oh, things? Please, season two, please. Sorts, <laughs> um, I know. I mean, I, I generally liked it because I thought it was a fun way of playing around with yeah. things that we had already experienced and taking them in different directions. I'm always game for that. I can understand why it might not be some people's cup of tea, mm-hmm. but at the same time, I'm kind of like, that's that's something I enjoy. Yeah. What's your what is y'all's favorite episode? If you can only get you only get one, Ooh. which is your favorite? I'm gonna Ooh. let John go first because I have a feeling I already know what his is. I kind of like the last one to be honest with you. It's kind of good. Oh, start. that's not actually where I thought you were. What are you go. gonna think? I mean, there's I a thought lot to you. Pick for, but it's either that or episode two. That's what I thought you okay. were gonna pick was episode two. Um, oh, Eric, what about this. you? I don't know. Um, 
I'll go with mine. I yeah, yeah. to me, I think the best is the Doctor Strange um lost his heart instead of his hands because it just pulls at all your heartstrings. Um, you see the dangers of the power that these characters have. Um, and it's just a fun Doctor Strange tale. And we can't get enough Doctor Strange tales. All right, Eric, what do you think is your favorite? So I will say this. I remember in my first time I watched this, you know, um, I did. I agreed with you that it was the Doctor Strange and that that was the best. In mm-hmm. in the second rewatch, I think my favorite now is the Thor. It's stupid <laughs> and silly fun. And I think yeah. that in a series at that point, that's episode seven. <laughs> There's been six pretty dark episodes up until now. And so it was a really nice change of pace moment and a fun mm-hmm. A fun way to introduce a a, a great Hemsworth uh, comedy moment because I think he's great. I think he loves doing more comedy Thor, um, and this is a moment where he really just gets to bro out, and it's just a lot of fun. Um, and so I think for that reason, it's my favorite now. Nice, nice. All right, Eric. Um, now you're up. Let's uh, do a library real fast. Hey, well, staying on the what if theme, I don't know if you remember, but I'm pretty sure it was a. Uh, what if episode three the uh the world lost its mightiest heroes there's a moment when natasha romanoff has to go and look up some old information she goes to a public library in manassas virginia so today's library is what i think might be the closest chance we get to seeing that library um in real life which is the central library in manassas virginia that is 20110 for all of those at your home keeping score. Uh, so the Central Library, to my knowledge, and per Wikipedia, which is my knowledge, even though it is only about a 20-minute drive for me probably, um, is the oldest still active library in the city of Manassas. Um, that library itself was established in 1971. I do believe it went through some major renovations and recently essentially relaunched in 2021. Um or 2020, somewhere around there. So, in general, it's part of the Prince William Public Library System. Uh, it first opened in general, the pub, the Prince William Public Library System, to citizens of Prince William County, which is where Manassas is, in uh, September of 1965. Uh, that first branch um, was the Lee-Sylvania, like Leesburg, but Sylvania instead. So, Lee-Sylvania Branch Library was opened on the first floor of the Prince William County Administration Building. The Leesylvania branch, sadly, does not still exist, at least by name, uh, according to what I could find. Um, it should be brought back, bring it back, hashtag Leesylvania. Uh, by November 1972, a legislation was passed to open the second of the uh, still oldest and active uh, established libraries in Manassas, which is the Potomac Community Library um, on the grounds of Potomac Hospital. Uh, the Potomac Community Library opened in 1975. Uh, so there's not a ton of information I could really find. I tried, I tried, I tried. Uh, I did everything except actually going there because, um, you know, why be bothered? Uh, I kid. Uh, yeah, that's why. Uh, so uh, fact uh, number three here, it is closed on Sundays. Who would have guessed in Virginia? Uh, but otherwise, it is available uh, 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. every other day of the week. And then it's open until 8 p.m. on Mondays through Wednesdays. Uh, so if you're looking for it uh, directly, like I said, it's pretty much in the heart of Manassas. If you're kind of looking at a map and just trying to find it. Uh, but you can get even more detailed by looking right in front of the Parkside Middle School. 
and only a short walk uh, from the Osborne Park High School. Uh, so it is be careful when you're around that area. I believe it has a parking lot, so don't be too careful. But uh, it does have a be careful of the traffic in that area. It is right off the busy street, uh, Centerville Road, which runs right through the heart of Manassas, uh, top to bottom, basically. Um, and so it's right off that street. Uh, but if you look at the pictures, you look at all of it, it's kind of like what you saw in uh, in What If. So that is going to be my guess, folks. If you're in Manassas, Virginia, which I do think you should visit, it's got some great trails and hikes. Uh, do visit Manassas and check out the Central Library. Awesome. Thank you, Eric. If I'm ever there, I plan on checking it out. I think I would pass that I when find. I was back there back in 2021. Nice. I it's kind of out there, maybe. Well, speaking oh, oh, of 2021, let's... Speaking of 2021, let's talk about Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings that came out in 2021. You can watch it on uh, the Yield Disney Plus. It's about two hours and 12 minutes, give or take a minute. Directed by Mr. Destin Daniel Creighton. It's written by Dave Callahan and uh, Destin Daniel Creighton. And music by Joel P. West. These are some cast of characters we've mostly never seen before. So we got Simu Liu as Shang-Chi. Tony... Lung Shai Wei as Win Fu. I apologize if I mispronounce people's names. Aquafina as Katie. Ben Kingsley returning as Trevor. Yeah, yeah. Um, Trevor Slattery. Uh, <laughs> Michelle Yeoh as Ying Na. Oh, um, Fela Shen as Lee. Andy Lee as Death Dealer. Benedict Wong as Wong. Brie Larson as Captain Marvel, Mark Ruffalo as Banner, Tim Roth as Abomination. Now, Eric, for you, um, a little bit of stuff. So Shang-Chi, um, this is what he looked like in the books for quite some time. Um, it's a little bit different. Then um, they have recently started to change his appearance based on... Was that like movie. 60s, 70s, 80s, uh, maybe? This one been probably 70s. Ooh. Um, huh. I will show you a picture that's gonna really make you cringe in a second. Uh, here's the Shang, uh, more recent Shang-Chi, the way they're making him look, and then they have also started to give. Oh, there's another recent one before I'll show you the next one. Um, Shang-Chi looking a little bit more like the movie version, it's pretty cool, but they've started to actually give him the rings, they have started to morph the Mandarin's rings from ring rings to the actual rings from the movie, which is actually a really nice touch. They weren't ring rings. No, originally they were like this. They were rings on. Yeah, remember we talked about this back in yeah. Y when we talked about an Iron Man three. I talked about the comic book character version of the Mandarin. We talked about his rings. Yeah. Oh. So Eric, this is um. Here's one from I believe the seventies, and the book original book was Master of Kung of Kung Fu. That's how they referred the to hands him. of Shang Chi. Yep. Um, but the book was Master of Kung Fu. They also have um. Where oh here's another. Um, one of the um, issues i would also like to say this is death dealer who we do see in the movie mm-hmm. oh is that the the samurai or uh-huh. no the, the guy the, pain, the guy i kept referring yeah, to the, the right hand man more of a ninja i guess really. yep but um that's this is death dealer um from the books <laughs> i love how like okay i know i'm I, okay remind me of how he when he goes when, yeah yes because uh, it's so awesome <laughs> it's so, such a great show of force speaking of what if i'm going to show you a what if issue real fast that has to do with shang chi but in the books mandarin was not originally his father it has been retconned no. yeah that mandarin is his father but okay. his original father was fu manchu 
<laughs> Why didn't they stick with it? Uh, <laughs> I know. Well, probably trying to it. avoid the racist stereotype. <laughs> well, part of it is Fu Manchu also was they had a license for a different character, and they used they were able to use that character in here at the time. It's actually where he kind of came, came from. Um, mm-hmm. But today it's horribly racist. But this is an actual what if? What if Shang Chi, master of kung fu, had fought on the side of Fu Manchu? And um, here's another issue uh, or another image of Fu Manchu. Before they uh, changed it back and um, changed his father to the Mandarin. And then his sister. Um, here is uh is it Shaling? Shaling or Yiling? Shailing. I forgot how Shiling. Um, there's his a picture of his sister. So slightly mm-hmm. different um, interpretation. Bit. I like the movie interpretation a lot better. So mm-hmm. there we go. So yeah, this movie opens up in Imperialist China. Um I was in years and ago. Yeah, we see yeah. Mandarin has got these rings that grant eternal life, and no one seems to know where he actually got them from. Did they fall well, from they, the sky? They, Did he yeah. find them in a tomb? Yeah, there's a lot of speculation. And I like that they play that up, that there's he's so old and legends have been formed around him, no one knows no the one actual knows. truth. Yeah. yeah, I have a feeling we're going to find out fairly soon the actual truth, but I like that he's a don't force know throughout history, but it's like he fades away back into legend and his forces kind of become more of a, like a, you know what it reminds me of? It's the um, League of Shadows is what it basically yes, is. Yes. There's a lot of vibes that we're playing off League of League of Shadows from the Batman. That's what I get too, that he's basically Ra's al Ghul. But it's um, more like, it's is, less like, it's oh, less yeah. like we're playing secrets in the in the dark. It's like we moved from being an overt force to more of that in the shadows right kind of thing as they as, yeah, as they would have to as time progresses mm-hmm. yeah it's it's a it's a really cool take on the character i really this might be my favorite version of mandarin now even yeah. though he's not the mandarin he makes a point to say oh i know i am like they took my my the name of my army and they took like my concept and they decided to name us after does is it's after orange yeah um you know the one thing that's unresolved it, for me is that was this same group mean? the same terrorists who kept tony stark or was that also a group stealing his name that's the group know. stealing his name that's the group yeah oh that's them too because i think also, i what sorry I, I thought he was also of course referring to like you know killian he's the He's definitely talking about Killian, but I assume the other group was also stealing his name, okay. unless Killian is stealing their name. See, that's what I'm. I'm. Uh, I'm not 100 on. Like, are they both? Because I'm assuming they're all stealing his name. Basically, that would be my. That would be kind of my thought too. Um, what were you about to say, Eric? I I wasn't about. Oh, I thought I thought you were about to say something. Sorry. Uh, no. So yeah, we then um Sorry. he you know he's he's got he's got the thing we got we've learned that it's the ten rings. The same logo we've seen before, and then it jumps to '96, and we get to see the legend of Taolu. He's trying to find Taolu. He's trying to find Taolu. Um, yep. Um, it's cool when we first see is it, if is I it Tao or how Ta- it's alive. Taolu. Oh. Yeah, pretty sure it's Taolu because I I had to miss. I had to go back and watch because they actually do show in the subtitles how it's spelled, uh-huh. and I actually had it's, wrote it's, it as T A O. No, it's T A L O, but it's just T A. But they do say it. It's Tao Lo. If you listen to even yeah. when they pronunciate it in the Mandarin, it's still Tao Lo. Right. 
Right. I know, but I'm just in my mind, Tao is T A O. And so I wrote it wrong and I had to go back and look to oh. see how they spell it correctly. Um we get I I love the fight with him and his future wife <laughs> in that moment. She's gonna it is, beat him. Yeah, and it's such a beautiful yeah. fight. It's just the choreography is amazing. The fighting in this whole movie is amazing. Wonderful. Yeah, well, it really is. Yes. Every every fight in this movie is is amazing. But that one fight, actually that one and then the one that's gonna be later in the movie, um, with Shang-Chi and his aunt. Um, uh-huh. I love, I just I truly love um mm. those particular fights. Well, they're that's those are very much mimicked on each other, obviously, right? They're yeah. they're very they're very full circle in terms of when that fight mm, comes yes. around. Well, because he's yeah. when he's working when he's sparring with his aunt later in the film, he's learning to let go of sort of his father's style and embrace his mm-hmm. mother's style of fighting. Because when she, mm-hmm. he has that close, I made note of this, like the idea of the closed fist versus the open hand. Yeah. You know, approach to fighting, mm-hmm. which I thought was very fascinating about this idea of, you know, because it seems to me that the open hand approach is more about, you know, has a much more, shall we say, a keto or um, jujitsu idea of, turning your opponent's energy against him versus brute force you know it has a much more eastern vibe than say what he learned which doesn't necessarily feel like very eastern culturally at all more like a brute force western approach Mm -hmm. you know and and eric for you in the books shang chi no he is like the best fighter in the mcu or the marvel universe he is supposed to be the best hand-to-hand fighter he knows every style and it's not that he's a mutant, it's just that he knows all the styles. He's, he's just, just good. that good of a fighter. And most a lot of characters will even use him to train to like be like teach us. Like there's the issues of Spider-Man where he's like, Hey, I need to know how to do a little bit better self-defense. Mm-hmm. And he gets a little bit of training from him. Well, uh, when they get married and they yeah. have the son, um, his mother gives him that amulet as a way to find his way home. And she's talking mm-hmm. about Talo because we find that out later. Yeah. Yeah, um, which is a really cool scene um, where we get to see it and then like the zoom in and then we jump to present day, Yeah, which ends up we being 2023. I'll explain the math later. He's a valet. Yep. <laughs> I live with Aquafina, his friend Katie. Mm-hmm. In San Fran. Yep. In San Fran. And she has seen Ferris Bueller way too many times for her own good. Oh my good. gosh, yeah, no. No joke. Because that is like straight up mm. Ferris Bueller yeah. at the beginning of this. Um, I love, I love when they do the double date, like the weird double date. (laughs) Their friend Sue, and like, yeah, and it's Sue's like you guys should grow up. Yes, that's the the one time we get to mention the blip, uh, which at least lets us know because the blip is referenced that it's at least after Endgame, so we know Mm -hmm. that tiny bit. Yeah, and then of course the oh, and I love the and it gets gets referenced multiple times in the movie. when she's when Katie and Sean are describing the how they first met in the fight, and Katie gets up in the guy's face and just starts singing Hotel California, <laughs> <laughs> and it That's just keeps coming. Yeah, it just keeps getting called back. Times. Yeah, I know it's so great. And of course, they do then they go to karaoke and then it's the bus ride. Okay, the bus and ride. This oh, the guy man. filming them is that's Peter Parker's friend from Spider Man Homecoming. Yeah, yeah, he is There's a guy calling out to him on the street saying, "Do a flip." Yeah. yeah, he's getting around. Also, a guy from Severance. 
Yes, um, yeah, which right. is great. Oh, yeah. Um, I this movie one like it just goes. It is full on like the bus oh, yeah, fight is starting, awesome, though. And I love this bus crash. Yeah, and I love the how Katie looks at that look on her so scene where she's like she's about to have to run over a bunch of nice cars, and you can just tell it hurts her. <laughs> I don't know. I love when when um what what is Katie's line? She like sees the girl working on the laptop right before the fight starts, and she's like, "That's who my mom wishes came out of her yeah. vagina." Yeah, <laughs> and, and then the girl looks at her like, "Sorry, sorry." And then we get the girl again when Sean's like, "Oh, I need a weapon. Let me borrow your laptop for a second. And then you think he's gonna smash it, and then it gets cut, and then he smashes. <laughs> it's it's so good like when the fight starts and like the look on everyone's face and then when the guy you were just talking about when he like pulls out his camera and he's like i did a little bit of martial arts when i was a kid i'm gonna i'm gonna rape this i'm I gonna love, rape this live <laughs> I, I, love, I love the fact that everything about the situation starts because the guys want his pendant and we get to the very end yeah. and the pendant's gone because the guy with the knife hand got it Managed to get it, yeah, yeah. One one face? thing I love this about this, face, right? Um, razor, razor face fits. was Black Widow. Razor, no, Razor face is no, it's Taser face is That's Guardians, Guardians. Oh, and it's Razor. Bla- fist. It's, this is Razor Fist. Okay. Um, I love th- this movie so tightly written. It's one thing that I love about mm-hmm. this movie. It's so tightly mm-hmm. written that the joke of the guy filming the bus fight pays off not just for being comedic yes. but it drives Internet the story famous. later yeah when he goes to yeah. his sister like, and he there's... shows up at the club yeah. or the fight club you they know, know who he is. but yeah. of course we have to tell which i love he tells katie the truth and that he's got to go help his sister and we have a flashback yeah to him training after his mother died yeah, they hold off for a long time on telling us how the mother yeah. died, or at least showing us. And then we notice um, that his sister I love, has like, to train gut herself. Wrenching. Yeah, but yeah. then they have to talk about the fact that his sister has to train herself. Mm. No one trains yeah. her. Mm-hmm. And then I love that when they're on the plane, while all that's going on, and then you get the you can have what it's like. You can have the vegetarian, the beef, or the chicken. But I'm so sorry, we're all out of the chicken. <laughs> all right, well, we'll have the vegetarian. Nope, oh, no, I'm no, so no. sorry. The We're beef, all out of the beef. vegetarian. <laughs> <laughs> and then they just look at her. So what are you having? Uh, the beef. <laughs> I guess we're having the beef. So the, the options are beef. <laughs> and then he's talking about his first mission and running away. And then they get to the fight club and they meet John. So, well, well, before before that, I went the, we get the clue that he leaves at 16. Mm-hmm. Yes. So we know that he leaves at 16 and he changes his name. Mm-hmm. Katie, yes, I have to tell you something. Well. My name's not really Sean. Well, what is it? It's Shang-Chi. It's what? Shang-Chi. Shang-Chi, Shang-Chi. And then, wait, you changed your name from Shang to Sean? Yeah. (laughs) That whole whole little bit. I love it. Golden Daggers Club. That's the name. Yeah. It sets up so well the dynamic between them in this Mm -hmm. whole little beginning. Yes. um, That it's amazing. And then, as you were saying, we get to the Fight Club, and it's Bus boy. Yep. And I love the and fact that, that we have guy, ex- we see things like an extremist fighter. Yeah. In the club. The extremist like, fighter. He talks about how he's uh, you know he's famous, he's internet famous. Yeah, I, I love the 
as he's going up, can just sign this real quick. And he yeah. doesn't read, he just signs. And then of course this bus boy. <laughs> but um the guy, John John, he I just saw him the other night in Megan because he is the guy who green lights making the robot. He's also and he's a comedian for the daily show. Yeah. Yeah, he's so good. And I now all I can think of him is from Megan. Uh, <laughs> but I I love him and I love him this is and they're like, oh I don't like we don't speak um Chinese or Cantonese, whatever they say. And then he's like, I speak ABC. Yeah. <laughs> Just <laughs> makes me laugh. That's the way he's like, I speak English. I speak ABC. Um and then yes, we get the extremist spider and the then main who ring do we it's, it's Eric, who's in the main ring? Not it's abomination we'll and wongus. Yep. And not then the we're all like, we'll, not the last yeah, time we'll like deal the, with this. Nope, we'll see this mm-hmm. again. And this is where we see that they've changed Abomination's look because it's the first yes. time when we see him and he's got like the, the gills and stuff. So he's actually more comic accurate. Do they explain that and as then, like he just evolved or do they just never explain it? They just make you assume that he just evolved. Yeah, they never, yeah, they never seen it. And it worked. I love, I love they it did when a good the job. Fight, I love it. it when the fight is over, Wong can be seen taking him back to his cell. Mm-hmm. Yes, you can clearly see that. I'm like, ah, the cell yeah. that we will see again later. Yes, like, of the yeah. exact cell. Foreshadowing. Yep. I love, I love when John John's like, all right, you get, you're up next. You got to fight. Wait, I mean, we, normally you'd be in these rooms, but we got a celebrity here. You're going right to. What do you mean? I'm going to the ring. Oh, that thing you signed that you didn't read. That was you agreeing that you were going to fight. <laughs> mm-hmm. Which is. I mean, ladies and gentlemen, read those terms of agreements that you sign that no Um, one reads. Um, So he he gets in there fighting. He's looking for sister. And who shows up but his his sister. sister. I also like that Katie creams her pants when she sees him walk out with no shirt on. (laughs) Jesus Christ. Because the look on her face when she sees him without the shirt explicit rating folks sorry it wasn't in the warning well, we were already explicit <laughs> earlier this episode here i'm sorry clearly we're she attention. is we get the dynamic with him and his sister about how mad she is at him about mm-hmm. like kind of basically abandoning her and then they get attacked and because apparently the postcard was a trap yeah you know it's a trap and of course i love and the then that his sister and john john duck out on them yes right but this is this is when we get right when, when they're having their conversation after we learned that Aquafina bet against him. Yeah, um, this is where we get how to tell the time of this movie. So we know he's born in 1996. Mm-hmm. We know he leaves in, at 16, which puts it at 2012. We then know that she has not seen him. 2002, Casey. 2002 is when he's 16. If I'm he's, kidding? I'm kidding. Yes, it's 2012. <laughs> like, don't talk with me. Um, we then know that it was six years after that. That we haven't seen him, which then that she hasn't seen that was 2018, which is Infinity War, which then I assume she gets blipped. Mm, because probably. if that was the last time she saw him, because we know this is after and it, there's the five year gap. Ten years. He didn't get blipped. She did. Yeah. Because she says, I haven't seen you in six years. And the only way that makes sense is if she's blipped so that time didn't change for her. Mm-hmm. And so then you add the five years and that puts us in 2023. Ah, uh, yes. So, that's the only way this actually makes sense. But it is 2023. We already knew that because they explain it. Uh, or they say it. So, yeah. Um, yeah, they buck, they duck out and the fight starts. And it is a cool-ass fight on the scaffolding. Oh, yeah. I love the scaffold fight. 
Now, Eric, I have to ask you, you lived in Hong Kong mm-hmm. for a couple of days at the very least. <laughs> One um, or two. Did you ever see a building where they cover it in scaffolding? If, yes or no. And then have a follow-up to that when you were there. Did you ever see them like with buildings that had scaffolding? I mean, that's almost all they use is bamboo scaffolding. Yeah. That's yeah, what I was yeah. going to ask. Is is that an actual thing that they oh, basically yeah. just Yeah, yeah. I mean, that that is not abnormal at all. We also saw that in Doctor um, Strange. I've actually, and, and that took place in Macau, right? Yes, I think so. Yeah. yeah. And so, I mean, I've been to Macau. I'm pretty sure I, I know that like location or whatever, or at least some of those hotels they showed or, um, you know, casinos. But mm. same, like uh, Hong Kong and Macau are, are, are very much sister cities in that way. And yeah, it's just it's just you'll see whole buildings covered in um like a bamboo scaffolding like that. And then usually there'd be like some sort of netting or something on the outside. So depending on like the the niceness or the amount of money that the the people had basically who were getting uh-huh. the renovations done, you know, you could pay for everything up to I mean there were there were also like metal um, you know, scaffolding every so often when you got to the really prestigious you know um skyscrapers and stuff like that but on like your local town skyscraper now nah, you're you're gonna see like bamboo with like either green sheets of, you know on it like kind of netting or maybe something as nice as like a um you know a screen a printed screen so that it's like an advertisement you know so that they can make some money off it too but yeah bamboo is oh, totally that's good fun. to know that it was and you okay. walk I, under I it, figured it and it's, accurate, it's like it's like but... new york where you're constantly walking under scaffolding and stuff it's just bamboo Oh, okay, it's very strong. Uh, it very, feels very, 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 very ego friendly. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, what three feet? You know, in the right places, you can grow three feet of bamboo a day. Nice. Wow. That's just leave not it planted. Grow that fast. Just leave it planted, and you can just keep going. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. All right. So they have this really cool fight, which I love. Um. Then Death Dealer gets the pendant, goes runs after it. Sean goes after it, and they're starting to do their fight. And then daddy shows up with the rings. Oh, <laughs> speaking of, I wanted to point this out because it's going to come back later. Did you notice the first fight with um, Lee and Winfu back in the garden? Mm-hmm. When she gets the rings, they go from having a blue glow to yeah, a yellow so, glow. Yeah. 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 That's important. Uh, I feel like it is. That, that's why I wanted to, I wanted to bring it back to. Can I also point back. out like going yeah. back to the bamboo fight or the bamboo scaffolding fight? Um, um that is very much an homage to Jackie Chan style. Oh yeah, um, f- fight oh, yeah, like yeah. that whole kind of moment, especially any time Aquafina was involved in the fighting, was very much a Jackie Chan getting beat, you know, falling down, not always doing correctly, but like somehow winning, like and taking a ton of bruises along the way. It that is something that I feel like I could have easily watched in the nineties, you know, that whole scene with, with Jackie. There's, there's, oh, yeah. there's a good authenticity. Um, to it. Oh yeah. It was, it was, it. and I feel like it was an homage because the whole movie wasn't like that. It was just kind of like that scene. Mm-hmm. Like there was a lot of good choreography in general, but that was one of my favorite scenes just because of how well they use levels and like the, mm-hmm. the kind of just the environment in general. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. No, Sorry. It's, it's, I want to make sure I called amazing. that out. Yeah. No, it, it's an amazing fight. That's a good observation. Might be my uh, favorite fight I, scene in the movie, in all honesty. Despite like, and there are a lot of good ones, but just the fun of that are. one feels mm-hmm. is a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Especially when um Katie falls and then mm-hmm. um the sister saves her. Healing shows up. Oh, so good. Yeah. She wanted yeah. her brother to understand what it was like to be abandoned. <laughs> mm-hmm. So then 
we daddy shows up daddy's like we're going home so then we go home and this is where we learn um that a man several years ago a man yep. took my rings and named himself mandarin because he didn't know my name yeah and he named himself after an orange <laughs> just this is where we that find man. out that we his find name is Wu. We then yeah. later find which him. I love that they they hint at it, but we never we don't know. Like they really did a great job of hiding the fact that Trevor is there. Yeah. Uh, so then and that we was that was to, a big surprise even for like audience goers at first, right? Yeah, they didn't. That was that was no that was advertised. For, yeah. No. Right. I like the fact that he uh, talks about when he met the mother, the the woman he gave. He tried to give up the race, yeah. and it didn't work yeah. out. Mm-hmm. this is where we get like the plot of like the point like the motivation for the villain mm-hmm. and like when you have to hear like when she died and i still hear her voice and she's trapped and i want to go save her this is why he might be my favorite mcu villain mm-hmm. because his motivation for what he's doing i can 100 percent get yeah. he got out of the life grief. his love dies and the grief just hits him and he, he just wants process it. to he do everything he can to bring her back i mean he like blames and, his son he mm-hmm. blames everybody but his own self he has no level of acceptance of what happened he's like well, living right. in denial and anger and bargaining there's a little bit of like but that happens so much like in real life oh, we're I gonna know. see that again later in oh, moon knight that yeah. the same type of thing happens, but there's a sort of Tolkienness about it too, where it's like I had this, I had the power. If only I had used yeah. it, you know, sort of thing. Mm-hmm. It, it was yeah. up to me. I, I, I put these away, and I shouldn't have. It's on me to use these again, and 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 thus yeah. win, and and almost that way that Tony Stark starts kind of going mad, where if I don't mm-hmm. preemptively pre- pre- prepare people, right, you know, minority yeah. report people, you're gonna commit a crime, you know. Yep, and they also. Well, that's getting Moon Knight too. <laughs> yeah, and then the vil- the monster, the Soul Eaters, they prey on this. They find they can mm-hmm. feel his grief and the power he has, and they manipulate him in a way. So to me, he's so tragic. His character is such a tragic villain. Yeah, and I get it, and I understand what he's doing, and I can empathize with him so much in this in this instance that i to me he is my favorite villain that the mcu has had and eric um the um why we actually talked about grief and stuff and we both noticed something um Mm -hmm. when we were talking about it mcu phase four and five everything but two are about grief miss marvel and she hulk are not about grief everything else is about grief. And actually, Miss Marvel, you can start to hint a little grief because of some stuff that happens in it, but it's ultimately not about I would say both it. of them are coping with something. Well, She-Hulk is a coping well, story it is, of but sorts. Like, very specifically, there is a grief of loss. And a lot of what yeah. goes on in Phase 4 is very specifically centered around what hap- is the loss of what happened in the blip. It's what do we yeah. lose? What do we lose and, in the storm? You know? Yeah. And I, and I pose the question... Is Thor Love and Thunder not as liked as Ragnarok because of the grief part? Because to me, it's just as funny as Ragnarok. But everyone seems to go, well, I like Ragnarok better. It's better. And I wonder, is it because Thor Love and Thunder, 
hits you in the face with grief at the very beginning and then more grief and then the end there's grief and then more grief with all like the deaths that keep happening and i wonder does subconsciously all of this bring people down and make them not like it because they get uncomfortable and is that why four and five aren't phases four and five aren't as highly regarded as the first three phases it's actually made me literally start thinking about yeah, maybe. About, about a scholarly journal article about this, to be honest with you guys. Yeah. I think it'd be worth reevaluating yeah, the grief factor that appears, particularly in phase four. Yeah, phase four is definitely heavy in the grief. And then but again, phase five. I mean, it's not helpful that well. all this came out during COVID, too. Well, yeah, that's the grief actually, that's, actually that's actually also COVID part factor. of it. That's a huge yeah. contributing factor. Yeah. Not but only is the, this... the grief phase of the marvel universe but it, over nothing similar to what we're going through but at the same time kind of yeah well we all a lost sh- a so many people trauma. lost yeah, people during covid yeah but so not, it is you know, that's not a blip you know that's not a snapback unfortunately no unfortunately in a not. weird way though it is well without them coming back it is kind of a well, i mean blip phase four is all the because... trauma after coming back though is what i mean i know but i'm what i was gonna say is during covid like when we're watching phase four so many people, I mean, so many people died during COVID. It is almost like a, a snap. Just no coming back from it. Mm-hmm. All right. I see, I so Mandarin, we learn we learn Mandarin's um Winfu. We learn Winfu's motivation. Um, and he gets the pendant. He's got the two, and we find out what they do, and they unlock a really cool impractical map. <laughs> yeah. That's true. I really like the map sequence. It's beautifully shot. It is very impractical. <laughs> All the effects, by the way, in this movie are really good, except for the CG bus at the beginning of the movie. Mm-hmm. When the when they're driving the bus and it goes over the hill, it's a really bad CG bus. Oh, Everything else in this movie looks amazing. Um, so then they're and going to the room and they start Cal hearing this. in another dimension. We learned that it's another dimension. One thing. Do we and learn? Magical, I thought we, we learned magical creatures until yeah, later. No, there's this whole discussion about the open up the magical creatures in another dimension, and this is where they find Trevor. Right, we hear the sound like they're talking, and then they hear yeah. the. And he was spared uh, because of his Macbeth. <laughs> yeah, they were gonna kill him, and then he just all, the all of a sudden starts doing the Macbeth. irony of that being that Macbeth is so so doomed technically. You're always cursed oh, if you, you I do don't. Macbeth. So know. maybe maybe it's a, it's a it's, it's a foreshadow of his eventual He's managed to get himself a court jester position. Yeah, very much a jester. Yeah, and we mean every Morris. week he must perform <laughs> every week. I love that. We I love Morris. when Morse yeah. when Morse comes out there and they're like, "Holy shit, what the fuck is that thing?" <laughs> and then he's like, "He's like what? He no that that? Oh, about. you can see him." <laughs> Yeah. Oh, thank God. <laughs> sensitive about the face. Do you think he named him Morris because it's Morris Day in the Times? I don't know, but that would be Kevin Smith to ask answer that question. I don't know. Uh, it's, it's always what I've always wondered. Uh, I love so he, they're going to get out of there, and there's going to be a little car chase. Um, the car chase is well, the only way in. Thing. They find out he can get them in. Yeah, right. Morse can get them in, but they do the car chase. That's the one meh thing in this whole movie for me. Is mm. this one little car chase? But then I love when they're sitting there, wait. They're at the the tree line, and they're waiting to get in, mm-hmm. and then. More Trevor starts to explain why he's an actor. He's like, When I was a kid, my mother showed me Planet of the Apes. And I said, <laughs> Planet of the Apes in 1968. Yeah. 
Yeah, the puppet. How did they train these monkeys? <laughs> to ride the horse? <laughs> well, no, they're actors, dear. Oh, but then they get these act these monkeys to be actors, to ride. <laughs> like, and then he still thinks to this day that they're monkeys <laughs> actually yeah. there. Yeah, we weren't we were in the depths of uh, Trevor's stupidity. <laughs> well, he is apparently I... used a lot of drugs and alcohol. Yes, there's that. <laughs> yes. I hope, my hope for when we see him again in Wonder Man is Wonder Man is at, starts asking him like acting lessons. Okay. And tre- we every episode that Trevor's in, we learn another nugget of something stupid that he thinks. It's like Barry, and but Trevor just... is the Henry Winkler. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but every episode we hear something like, I was watching Blah, and I didn't realize that they could have a monkey or a dog do this. Okay. Like the Shaggy DA. I was watching the Shaggy DA, and I didn't realize that a man could turn into a dog. What type of dog would I turn into? <laughs> uh, I love it. Of course, then, like, you should, when will we know to go? Oh, blah, 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 blah. Oh, you should go. What? Go. Yeah. Turn left. What? And I, I wonder, what does Morris sound like to him? Like in my mind, Morris has like a, a really like deep voice. Yeah. <laughs> I hope so. That'd almost almost like a uh, chef from South Park deep <laughs> voice. He's kind of adorable. I get the he sense is. that he's kind of got a high squeak, me, me, me. Yeah, sort of or at least that's how he sounds to us, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Good point. Uh well, then so they we go get the through... waterfall and it teleports them. Did you notice how it teleports them? Yeah, it looks like a it opens like a sling ring, but it's water. Say, I know, Ooh. but I like the fact that all the... That's what I thought was so fascinating, is that all the magic in Talot looks like the same sorcerer magic. Which makes so much it's sense. Karmatology, and I love yeah. that they tie it all in. Um, so then we get to see the ant, and this is where we get like the the, the story of they've been yeah, there the for 4,000 years the guarding gate, the dark gate. And then they um, got... They've, so and they've, they've had a great protector who keeps... Yeah. They've made the gate to keep them in darkness, and... Mm-hmm. And this is where we, this is the where I thought they, the only time they said that they're in a different realm, that we're in a realm, the realm of Talo. And um, she does mention other cities, but I get the feeling during the original fight, yeah. they're all that's left. Yeah. It sort of seems like they were the feeling I guess. this fight. And they're like a, they feel like they're a buffer dimension to us. Like they're yeah. what's keeping this creature from entering our world. Mm hmm. Um, they mentioned like the dragon gives them protection, which is the scales, and then they can use the scales to do things. Um, we get his armor, um, where which becomes well, his, his like his suit with that he clothing. wears. Yeah, and then yep. Katie gets to learn how to shoot. Yeah, which is I, my my note is training montage. Yeah, <laughs> we get a little montage. gotta have one. And then we have, like, have the one. sparring session where he learns to fight with the open hand versus the closed fist. Yeah, which is a cool thing, and then it's like an avatar of the Airbender um, mm-hmm. scene when like mm-hmm. she does the stuff in the air, moves around her. Um, it's really cool, and I'm glad they gave her a fight because why else have Michelle Yeoh? In? I know, like, if you're not going to have Michelle Yeoh do a featured fight, something's wrong with you. Mm-hmm. Um, we then get we finally get to the story of seeing how Lee dies. Yeah, and we see that he's not there. Um, she tries to fight, but mom, you don't have your, your gifts anymore. It's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, she gets killed. The father comes back to grief. And I love that he drags the son 
Yeah. He puts the rings back on, drags him to the restaurants the kid can point out. Those were the men. Mm-hmm. I just love that little sequence. And it builds up the trauma that Shang-Chi's had to go through because yeah. he's had his own trauma to deal with not just losing his mom but then all this yeah i think i think the dragging um, him to the to the first murder can we just say i mean yeah that no. is watching that this time around i don't think it registered as much for some reason the first time obviously it, it was not like i was like woo but like this time around it was uh-huh. like holy shit this poor kid like this is a moment that like he is damaged right here oh yeah this this moment right. is is a damaging moment this and he will forever live in this trauma really yeah yeah. His father blames him. Yeah. His father is making him like see this because his father is a shitty mm-hmm. dad. And then, and then the dad, uh, a scene yeah. we saw earlier, but now that we know that after that sequence, the father just beats the shit out of him day after day. Mm-hmm. Not literally himself, but he like puts him through all that Pardon severe him, training. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That leads and, us like, back to and that then training the sis- sequence. Yep, and then the sister has to watch all of this, but then she can't do anything because she's a female, so then she has to train herself. I mean, the whole, like, you get why this family is so messed up Yeah, um, through all of this. Then um, he he tells Katie, like, the, the story of, like, I told you earlier I was sent to kill the guy, but I couldn't do it. Mm -hmm. I lied. And like you have to see like what he did and like his grief at that moment in sharing mm. that then kind of opens him up to be the hero that he's going to be later. And then, of course, the army shows up and there's the little connection between the father and him. And then he's like, I'm stop you. Like, no, you're not. Pushes him away. And then he goes and he just starts punching the door. And punch in oh, the yeah, door until the, the soul shrine, leaders and then out. he knocks him into the water, yeah. and then he meets the dragon. Yeah. Um, and there's the whole um, fight where he can sort of take control of the rings, like his mother. Yeah, comes that comes after around. when he comes back out. Yeah, I like when he's down there, and he like he sees the dragon. The dragon's gonna come out, but before, as we're watching, when Fu just hit the the door, the scale door, all the dragon scales. Oh yeah, yeah. On the door, it's a and good then the, scene. Do that visual. Yeah, good set piece. Um, That's really good. Thing. When the Cthulhu creature comes out and then goes, and then you forgot the fight going on, and I love that we don't really focus on the fight in the background until mm-hmm. like. Here come the creatures. Okay, everyone stop. We gotta work together. No, we don't. We don't have to work together. Oh, I love no, that. We that really need to work together. The knife guy had to take his arm off and then put a new blade on there because like only their magic can actually kill yeah. the things. Right. Well, I love like the whole like we gotta work together. We're not gonna work together. And then here comes the thing, and it goes after a death dealer who seems to be their best fighter and yeah. just grabs him, sucks up his soul, <laughs> and just drops boom. him, it flies away. And then the big guy's Unceremoniously, just like, not a big deal. <laughs> Let's work together. <laughs> it's a cool little, um, cool little moment. And I don't remember if I think it's after that where we see Trevor's on the ground and Morris comes up and yeah. like <laughs> he's like looks up. He's like, "No, we're playing dead." Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's so on brand for Trevor. It's so perfect. Oh yeah, he's yeah. totally uh, was. Yeah, um, yeah, it's then, such a cool little thing. Father lets the damn thing out, and then he gets his soul sucked yeah. out. But he surrenders the rings to Shang Chi. 
Mm. Well, and and it's right before that. That's where you were talking about. Like Sean gets the yeah. the rings himself, and they change the color. And I think that's why the father gives up the rings is because he sees that the rings are the same color they mm. were when Lee had them. Yeah, and to me, yeah. that's why he opens up and freely gives them. I think he, it's when he remembers that he loves his son. Yeah. Um, and it's it's another one of those moments. It's just a tragic moment to me. Like he was duped yeah. into opening this thing up. It comes out and just has to give him up, pass on the the power to his son so his son can save the day. Um, and it's just it's it's just a really powerful moment for me. I, I, I just like really that love Katie it. is a pivotal role in saving, helping save the day. Yes. Mm-hmm. I also I also love that Katie gets that. That final, it's like in um in the throat Hobbit. Shot. Yeah, throat it's shot. like the Hobbit. We got to shoot that one scale that's missing. Uh-huh. Yeah, um, and it's it's so good. And then you know, monster goes boom, um, at the end, um, and it's this mm-hmm. is probably the weakest part of the movie. Is like, it does wrap up really fast. Once Dad yeah. dies, we get there. It does wrap up fast. But Maybe I can, the lamps. I can it's a long it. fight at the same I time. I love that they it come is. back to the story in San Francisco. Yes. And they're ch- like, and Sue, their friend is like, you're just trying to one up me. And well, this, uh, doesn't she goes, you're making, doesn't she go, yeah. don't make fun of me. Yes. Don't make fun of me. Like, we're not. And then Wong comes through. <laughs> and I love, like, it's the whole, like, one person notices and then another person and then another. And then finally Sue turns around and Wong just comes up, pushes them aside, takes their drink. <laughs> oh, no. But first he goes, uh, "You're c- come with me, takes the drink, you come too. <laughs> And then they're like, bye guys, I'll Venmo you. <laughs> and then we go to the credits where we get to see Banner and Carol talking about mm. the rings and there's they don't know where they come from. Well, while they... studying them first, did you notice when he's studying them, it's almost like the Tony Stark schematics? Yep. Oh yeah. I think it's really oh, yeah. cool. And they do it up. We don't know where the beacon's going, you know. Yeah, the first time and it's the first time you use them, there's a beacon. Not the first because when yeah. Wu and you would have thought when Wu would have yeah, been setting it says up after but... you started using them is when it started beginning. And then I love that banner tells him welcome to the circus. I yeah. feel like this well, that's this... after the that's after the Captain Marvel. Like, also, just call me, he'll give you my number. Yeah, I don't have her number. Welcome also, to the circus. Fun, fun bit here we see Bruce in human form, which we don't know why until we see She Hulk, right? It becomes one of those, like, how did this happen? Where is this mm-hmm. in the timeline? Yeah, um, mm. they do mention. The the rings are not vibranium, yeah, and they're not Chitari tech. No, uh, um, which I that's why I'm like we're gonna learn about the rings in, in and and the then what marbles. do they do? They go karaoke. Yep. <laughs> or <laughs> yes, yeah, like we can go home or <laughs> karaoke, and then it's like Hotel California. Oh, yes. I wanted to mention the second Hotel California when they're on the bamboo fight. Yes, and like. Yeah. The guy's about to hit her. She just busts into Hotel California. <laughs> yes. And it's so great. And then, of course, uh, his sister is supposedly supposed to be wrapping up the Empire. But no, she yeah. is and, running and tag, Yeah, in Tag 2, we see that she's running the Ten Rings now. With John John there. Yep, John John's there. And then and the they're tag, women. Yep. And the final tag, the final lines are, the Ten Rings will return. return. Yeah. yeah. Which then it's like, but wait a minute, are they getting a show? Is it Shang-Chi 2? Like, how are the Ten Rings? I actually would love them to be, the Ten Rings are essentially the hand. I would love if that's how they go. Seems like they're going that direction with them. Mm. Yeah. So it's, 
it's so good. I God, I love this movie so much. It's it's a good um, movie. So next week, ladies and gentlemen, we are going to do a triple feature. We are going to talk mm. about Eternals, Eric's favorite movie, yeah. Hawkeye, John's favorite TV show, and Moon Knight, my favorite TV show. You get that kind of mixed up, but okay. <laughs> uh, so look forward to those. You can find all of those on the Big D, the Big Disney Plus. <laughs> All right, let us do our final thoughts on these movies. So, um, which one of you would like to do your final thoughts on these movies? Who wants well, to go first? I'll go, but i i can't I can't do the the formal official rating of what if because it's not in. So I actually box. used I cheated and used the um, what if assembled. Boo! I know. Okay, I'm I'll sorry. Do, I meant okay. to message I you and tell you that. It. Wow! Thanks. It. I'm Thanks. sorry. That is that's my fault. But um, all right. So where what would you what would you do star rating for for what if Eric? If I would do probably like a three and a half. I think it was really good. A lot of fun at times, but also really dark at the beginning. Um, it it had a lot of especially those first four or five uh, shows were really rushed feeling. Uh-huh. Um, where would you put it? I would put it. Oh dear, I don't know. Okay, um, we'll just we'll make it easy. Upper, mid, or lower? Mid. Okay. All uh, right, Shang Chi. Um, what did you? Uh, what's your stars? So Shang Chi, I really like. Uh, that got four stars. Yeah. Um, I think I I dinged it a couple times because Aquafina, as much as I enjoyed her character, is a little jarring up front. Um, and then uh, this was is... the first time I ever saw that's, Aquafina, that's by Aquafina, the way. Aquafina, though, yeah, it is, but that's you my jarring in front. I'm like, that's Aquafina. but that's part of my issue is that she's just kind of that's her her character that I've that's seen of her in every stick. case, and so I'm you know, but by the end, that changes. I actually think that there is some kind of character, you know, progression on, on that end, and so I, I think she kind of redeems herself, which is why it's not like knock lower. Otherwise, it's a great movie, I think it's a great startup. I, I want to see more of Shang-Chi. I don't feel like they really set him up that great um, for the next thing. But at the same time, I, I don't know. Like, I, I wish I wish they had left me with Shang-Chi will return and not the Ten Rings return. But otherwise, great movie. I put it at a 21, just ahead of Captain Marvel, uh, but just behind Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. And you really hate this one. I do not. <laughs> I hate it so much. Um, I want well, switching over to um, John's. This was the first time I ever saw Aquafina in anything. Hmm. Okay. Um, honestly, yeah, I know so. her. I knew her previously from Nora from Queens. I right, John, what would you rate? What if I give, give it? I give, I give it four. I four? liked it. I I particularly like the way that it kind of sewed together. Ultimately, now I upper, mean, mid, or lower? It'd be upper. Upper. Okay. Yeah. All right. Now, Shang-Chi, um, what did you, uh, what, uh, what stars did you give that? I think I gave that one four, four and a half. Yeah, four and a half. Yep. Four and a half. Yeah, I really liked it. I mean, I think I liked it even better on the second viewing, honestly. Um, watching it again, I came to appreciate it even more. And I think it, yeah. it does a great job, not only of like, you know, being a great action film, but kind of expanding the diversity of the Marvel Universe in a way mm-hmm. that pays respect to the culture that it's coming from. You know, mm-hmm. without being derogatory or you know stereotyping, yeah. you know. And so, where would this, uh, where would this fit? I, mean, I think I've got it at number fifteen, right? Yep. 
15. 15. I've got so it after, you... but after Guardians Volume 2 before Hitman and Wasp. So you're a little mad on this one, but so that's it's okay. now my favorite San Francisco movie. <laughs> oh, I like that. That uh... Because it's ahead of Ant-Man and Wasp and Ant-Man. I yeah. see what you did there. I like that. I like that. <laughs> All right, so for me, um, again, I did... San Fran, write into notfunnyguys.offthereels at gmail.com and tell us, is that your favorite? Yeah. yeah. What's your favorite? All right, so for me, what if, what if... Oh, there it is. Um, I put what if at three stars. Um, the Ooh. animation... Wow, you really hate this. Show, I, like I, I do. <laughs> I, really, I really hate it. Um, I... I appreciate one. I love the comics. What if I really love the comics of what if, so I'm glad and was very happy. They did that. I love that. Most of the actors come back. The animation grew on me, but it's still a little weird. Um, each time I watch it, I like it more. Natalie um, Portman came back by the way. I don't know. If I know. We, we really mentioned that, but yeah. Weird. Um, I, I, I look forward to more. They're going to do with what if I hope we get more mm-hmm. than season two. I would love a season three or four, and I would love for them to really expand and do some fun stuff. And I would love for them to do like a Simpsons Treehouse of Horror where there's one episode where they just live action it. Just some strange one where it's like, what if, what if and Darcy and Howard had stayed married and it's just a live action, like 20 minute thing. I would love something like that. Or what if Daryl... It's married had... with children, but Darcy and, and Howard the Duck. <laughs> or or what if, what if Daryl had lifted the hammer off the toilet oh, and then it's just daryl as <laughs> thor something <laughs> silly like that would be amazing to me yeah. um but anyway it's three stars and i put it 45 on mine keep in mind ladies and gentlemen i in the hundreds of movies it's not in the hundreds like 160 but um so 45 is still pretty high um shang chi I think that's twice um, of what I have. I'm around 85 or something. Wow, like that. he really likes Shang Chi. Shang Chi, wow, five wee. stars. Wow, it is my third favorite ahead of the Spider Verses. I love Shang Chi. I've seen Shang Chi probably six times. Um, I really love it a lot. I love that this starts diversity in the MCU. There's so much diversity that comes after this um, with Miss Marvel. And um, She-Hulk bringing in more female characters makes me very happy. Uh, and I, I just love it. I love this so much. I had no knowledge of Shang-Chi really from the books beforehand. Is not a character that I love. Mandarin to me was just a meh character um, that I knew. But I really love them so much in this. And Ben Kingsley and, loves this role, clearly. Yeah. Ben Kingsley's great. I, He's I just, having the time of his life. I'm not joking when I say I Wen Wu is probably my favorite villain um of the MCU. I really love him. So most I mean, justified, I think, yet. Yeah. yeah. Villains. It's number number um number three for me. So um yeah. I love, 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 love this movie. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening. Um you can um get in touch with us or follow us or find us. Um Write us at notfunnyguys.offthereels at gmail.com and let us know what you think, your questions, comments, thoughts, any of that. Also, our French listeners, please write in and let us know where you where you're from in France. Other yeah, than shout just out. France. Nice. Yeah. 
Um, on Insta, you can find us at not underscore funny underscore guys underscore presents. On the Twitter, you can find us at not funny guys pod. On Blue Sky, the not funny guys. You can find me on Twitter at Vash underscore Maxwell. Letterboxd Vash Maxwell. On Blue Sky is Casey Franklin. Eric can be found on the letterbox as Eckley E K L Y. He can be found on the Insta at Hot Honey under score comics and one day if we get around to it he will have a blue sky dr evans where can people find you and you can find me on instagram at esoteric underscore by underscore design you can find me on Substack at esoteric by design all one word um you can find me over on blue sky with arching with a phd and on letterbox at esoteric underscore evans awesome thank you gentlemen thank you so much and as always i will talk to you um next week have a good one see you later Say not funny guys again. Not funny guys again. No, can you say not funny guys?